Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, BC. In this program, we all discover jazz old and new together. We'll listen to a wide variety of jazz styles and I'll present different topics, giving ideas as to what we can listen for to enhance our experience. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. Over the past couple weeks, I've introduced you to The Real Book, 6th edition, a book of lead sheets for 400 songs, most of which are ones that jazz musicians like to play. Some are more popular than others for musicians. A lot of them are ones with which most people, even those who don't listen to jazz, are familiar. Tunes like All of Me, Girl from Ipanema, Satin Doll, Dream a Little Dream of Me, Take the A-Train, Body and Soul. Others are very familiar to jazz players, but not to the non-jazz public. Wayne Shorter's Footprints, Miles Davis's Four, Blue Bossa, A Night in Tunisia, and still others very few people play or listen to. And a few have been recorded by a few great jazz artists, but for whatever reason, they don't generally get called out in jam sessions. So I refer to them as jazz obscurities. I've played you a few of them over the last couple of weeks, and this week I have some more. But they are, for the most part, great tunes, some of them very accessible, others not quite so. Starting with one that is most commonly criticized for being in the original real book, as well as in the currently used 6th edition, Steve Swallow's Arise Her Eyes. It was first released in 1969 on Gary Burton's Throb album. Then in 1973, it appeared on the Chick Corea-Gary Burton duet album called Crystal Silence. Now, since this tune appeared in the original real book, plus the latest sixth edition, you'd think there'd be a lot of recordings of it. Well, there aren't. It's complex, and it doesn't swing, and nobody is sure why the tune is there. But it is interesting and was important in introducing a different style of jazz in the late 60s and 70s. Here is the original version. Gary Burton with composer Steve Swallow on bass, Richard Green on violin, Jerry Hahn guitar, and drummer Bill Goodwin. Arise Her Eyes.
I found only one other commercial recording on a New Age album, but I did find one jazz rendition on a Canadian guitarist's YouTube channel. His name is Yvonne Jacques, and I'll play you his version of Arise Her Eyes. This next Antonio Carlos Jobim tune probably doesn't belong in the real book obscurities category because so many people have recorded it. I'm including it, however, because compared to uh, the tunes like uh, Desafinado, Girl from Epinima, Corcovado, Gingy, and Wave, it's less familiar to most casual music listeners. I failed to recognize it when I heard it played by a duo last year in Peterborough, Biff Hannon and Michael Morse. But I'd recognize it now. It's called Chega de Sodade, 
or No More Blues. Here are two versions. The first by Canadian singer Sophie Millman. Then we'll hear Stan Getz do it from his big band Brass Nova album of 1962 with the Gary McFarland Orchestra. No more blues, I'm going back home. No, no more blues, I promise no more to roam. Home is where the heart is, the funny part is. I've been right here all along. No more fears and no more sighs. No, no more tears. I'll say no more goodbyes if trouble beckons me. I swear I'm gonna refuse. I'm gonna settle down and there'll be no more blues. Every day while I am far away, my thoughts turn homeward. Forever homeward. I've traveled around the world in search of happiness. All the happiness I found was in my hometown No more blues, I'm going home No, no more blues, I'm through with all my wanderings Now I'll settle down and never roam and find a man and make a home When we settle down, there'll be no more blues Nothing but happiness when we settle down, there'll be no more blues Bye. 
Well, you know, while we're talking about Jobim, I want to play a tune of his that I was playing on the piano the other day as I was going through the real book, 6th edition, and decided it was pretty spectacular, even though you don't hear it much. It has a chord sequence that really shouldn't work, that point where Sinatra says, the evening without you, it's nothing. And it works beautifully, creates a lovely tension, 
Here is Frank Sinatra with Antonio Carlos Jobim, known to his friends as Tom, on guitar and piano, and orchestrations by Klaus Ogerman. A great tune called If You Never Come to Me, from 1967. There's no use of a moonlight glow are the peaks where winter snows What's the use of the waves that will break In the cool of the evening What is the evening without you It's nothing for a dramatic transition. How about some Wayne Shorter now? There are a lot of Wayne Shorter compositions in the real book, and most of them are pretty difficult to play. But a lot of jazz musicians seem to be into playing them, and not just his best-known composition, Footprints. A fellow named Ron Drotos has a fabulous website called keyboardimprov.com, and uh, he also has YouTube videos called Journey Through the Real Book, and Ron is a huge Wayne Shorter fan. Here is a clip of him talking about Wayne, Wayne Shorter. Shorter. Wayne Shorter and Wayne Shorter. I'm Ron Drotos from KeyboardImprov.com, and those are the three answers to the following questions. Who's my favorite tenor sax player? Who is, in my opinion, the most influential jazz composer of the last 50 years, 60 years? And number three, who is a very misunderstood musician. Yes, he's my favorite sax player. I don't know, it just sounds like the human voice to me. I love Wayne Shorter's music. I got to spend 10 minutes with him alone, just talking once in his dressing room at New York Blue Note. And he was very nice, very focused. Um, we had, uh, I mean, you know, we had a great, he, he treated me like a real person who mattered. I don't think, Wayne thinks of himself as a, quote, jazz musician the same way that people expect him to. To him, jazz is uh, experimentation, living on the edge. He's even said jazz means I dare you. 
Here's one of his tunes that I never did play, and it's one of his lesser-known compositions, and few jazz musicians dare to try play this with its chromatic chord progression. It's called Deluge, and it's from a 1965 album called Juju. I'll play an excerpt of Ron Drotos uh, improvising over that tune from his Journey Through the Real Book, then follow it with the entire original version by Wayne Shorter, which also includes McCoy Tyner on piano, Reggie Workman bass, drummer Elvin Jones, and of course, Wayne Shorter on tenor sax.
Last week, Discovering Jazz was about real book obscurities with titles that started with G. I noticed that a lot of today's tunes are even more challenging or obscure tunes that start with the letter D, like the one we just heard, Deluge, by Wayne Shorter. Should I stay with the letter D? And with Wayne Shorter? Well, I hadn't planned to, but I seemed to be on a roll. Another tough tune to play, but one that quite a few people do. It's another Wayne Shorter composition, first recorded by Miles Davis on a Miles Smiles album in 1966. It's called Dolores, and it has a lot of twists and turns. Ron Drodo's from The Jazz Pianist's Guide to the Real Book says that the real book chords are incorrect. But then... Wayne Shorter would often use different chords, even changing them in the midst of the piece. This one features Wayne Shorter on sax, Herbie Hancock piano, Ron Carter bass, and Tony Williams on drums.
is another D, written by guitarist Herb Ellis, who I had the pleasure of meeting at the Jazz City Festival in Edmonton, Alberta. I think it must have been around 1981. The tune is called Detour Ahead, and this is a version from a 1956 album called Ellis in Wonderland, with Herb Ellis on guitar, Oscar Peterson on piano, Charlie Mariano, alto sax, Jimmy Jeffrey, on clarinet, Ray Brown bass, and Alvin Stoller drums.
and compositional skills of Herb Ellis. How about some Charles Mingus? Other than Goodbye Pork Pie Hat, Mingus tunes don't get played all that often. That being said, this next one isn't as obscure as many of the others, and it's a lot of fun to listen to as well as to play. It's from a 1962 album called Oh Yeah. It features Mingus on piano and vocals, Rashan Roland Kirk on flute and various alto and soprano saxophones, Booker Irvin on tenor sax, Jimmy Knepper on trombone, Doug Watkins on bass, and Danny Richman drums. It's called Ecclesiastics.
Ecclesiastics, Charles Mingus. Maybe this next one shouldn't be classified as an obscurity, as so many people, especially singers, have recorded it. This Cole Porter classic, surprisingly, was totally unfamiliar to me when I first tried to play it a year ago or so in the real book. Since then, it seems to appear everywhere. But I want to use it to introduce a singer who I just recently discovered, a fellow named Paul Jost. His uh, version is mostly scat singing, and only at the end does the melody really come through. Paul Jost from 2014 and his version of All of You. Oh, I love all 
Paul Jost, spelled J-O-S-T, ending today's episode of Discovering Jazz with something a little lighter than some of those Wayne Shorter pieces I've been playing. It's basically just a blues written and played by guitarist Kenny Burrell from a 1963 album called Midnight Blue. You've been listening to Discovering Jazz, coming your way thanks to podcast host Peterborough Independent Podcasters. My name is Larry Sadman, inviting you to tune in next week for part four of Real Book Obscurities, taking you home with Chitlin's Con Carney, Kenny Burrell, guitar, Stanley Turrentine, tenor sax, Major Holly on bass, Billie Jean English drums, Ray Barreto on conga. Bye for now. Thank you.